Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hey, good morning. We got, uh, we, we, as promised, we brought brought a heavy hitter in this we time. Did. David and I did. held the fort down for He's a week. He's hitting two ninety seven over yeah. the last three oh. weeks and yeah. a lot of doubles. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Struggles from the other oh, side of the plate. Really Never. Does. He's not a switch hand. hitter. No. You guys no. don't mind an old joke, do you? Well, it well, we heard one that <laughs> yeah. we would mind. Yeah. Hey, well, whoa! No. It's a baseball joke. Okay. Okay. Who, who doesn't like baseball? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, honestly. Yeah. Well, probably most who listen. I'll talk to, to those who like baseball. Okay. In 1972, Ted Williams was asked, in the modern day of baseball, what do you think you'd hit if you played today? Because he was the last 400 hitter in baseball. And he said to the commentator, I'd hit about 280. He says, Ted, you'd only hit about 280? Well, I'm 74 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what would Yogi Berra have said? Do you know he went into the last day with his 400 at risk and decided to play. Yes. And got several hits. You know, it was so good. Yeah, ended up at 406. You yeah. know, I mean, he, but really could have lost it on yeah. that day and decided to play. You just go, he's a dud. He's a dud. He's a dud. Dude. Yep. So, okay. what, what are we talking about today, Bill? Ted Williams so far. So yeah. far, yeah. How about repentance? Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good... That's a, And there's no segue there that I can think of. I but, can't either. Hey, yeah. I don't think he ever repented, so I don't know, I don't know we, about we, his life. We were talking about Bobby and yeah. forgiveness last time and how we shortcut as parents and actually make our children so resentful with a false forgiveness and a false yeah. repentance. And so we're trying to give that picture of how a parent can teach real repentance. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And we're going to hop in on, on page 65. But just a reminder before that is uh, if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, one of the things that we're doing is we're putting up some of our best passages and thoughts from the podcast. And so if you want to go to Instagram at True Face Life, then you can follow us there. So page 65. Now the remedy for when my child hurts another is real repentance. Like above, there is a type of false apology slash repentance we often evoke. But again, it's false, so it achieves nothing true. The formula sounds like this. Now, Bobby, you have done something wrong. You must repent. Promise God and us that you will not do this again. Okay, let's repent. See now, Bobby, don't we feel better? No, Bobby does not feel better. He feels betrayed and played. He feels guilted into a bankrupt religious formula forcing him to be a liar to God. It may eventually make him anesthetized to the voice and wooing of God. The worst case scenario is that Bobby grows up to be one very angry dude. What Bobby and every one of us need when we hurt another is a way to no longer be forced to buck up and make a promise animated only by the flesh instead of Christ in us. Few experiences as a parent are more gratifying than being trusted to help walk your child through real forgiveness and real repentance. You will be changing generational patterns and freeing children in future generations, ones you may never meet in this lifetime. By the same token, few experiences as a parent are more gut-wrenching. Walking with your child through real forgiveness and real repentance will call on your reserves as a parent. But remember, we don't have to do this by ourselves. We are not alone. We have Christ in us. Up ahead, we have much more to say mm. about real forgiveness mm. and repentance. Mm. Wow. Wait, so let's be, let's be really clear. Why is it a bad 
why is it a bad idea? It seems like maybe a good idea to in the moment when you you see, let's say that there's a parent here, there's a parent here, two kids are playing, one of them hits the other person. What what would be wrong with saying now in the moment, this is a teaching moment. Let me tell them why this wasn't okay and why they need to say that they were sorry. Well, in that moment, there's absolutely nothing wrong except that it doesn't solve anything. It, and it feels good, it right? Feel, maybe, well, maybe it doesn't. According to Bobby, it Shoot. doesn't feel good at all. Okay. Uh, the, the reality is this. Uh, we sometimes lose the purpose of forgiveness and repentance. The intention of it is for me to be cleansed of what I've done. The one who's done the event? Yeah. Had the event I, done I, to him. I, I, I want to be cleansed of it. Repentance is God's solution to what sin does to me and you. That's, and so if we just say we're sorry, we want to get past the incident, but we don't want to deal with the issue. And repentance is my willingness to deal with the issue. And, and what I mean by that is this. Bobby, uh, you just hit Charlie, and, Char- and Charlie's hurting. Why don't you tell Charlie you're sorry so that you and Charlie can actually do something, and that is become friends again because you did it. Become friends again. And that's what happens so many. That's, that's, that's just little boys. But adults do it all the time. Mm. Christians do it all the time. Mm. Let, me, let me just tell you, David, I'm sorry so I can get past the incident so we can get on with whatever we're doing. Right. But I never want to deal with a relationship. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever want to have to deal with you mm-hmm. as a result of what I did to you. Yeah. And, and repentance is a heart attitude. It changes that. Yeah. It, says to, it says, my heart says, I did something wrong. And you know what? I affected somebody. One of the truths of repentance, different than remorse, remorse says, I feel bad. I did something. Repentance says, I'm willing to deal with the effect on you because I did it. And, and our relationship. Absolutely. So, John and Orville, maybe you could speak to this, but when you're in that moment as a parent and you maybe feel embarrassed or, or maybe you just feel like you're trying to teach your kid the right thing and then your kid doesn't do this thing, what, what does that moment feel like and, and when, what does it look like when we're becoming the issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, the biggest problem Bobby has is me at that moment because I, I don't want to be embarrassed in public and I don't want my child to be the brunt of the wrong behavior. So I can I think that's a lot of the time why we do that mm-hmm. in public is we, <laughs> will you do this so that I look good? Yeah. Right now, yeah, and sometimes, David, in the incident you created, um, I, I may not be able to do everything I need to do with my child in that moment. Yeah, but I need to be able to bring my child back to that moment, so we can deal with what we're talking about today. Yeah. Now, is there a way in that social situation? Obviously, uh, it's not maybe wrong to feel embarrassed. No, but my kid screwed up. Right? Uh, maybe it's not wrong. <laughs> but what I, I do with it? But what do I do with it? Exactly. Do we have any thoughts on how to maybe address it in a way that respects everyone in the situation? Be it the other parent or the other child yeah. to be able to say, yeah, that happened. And, and Yeah. I, I think it takes a, another principle we teach a lot, and that's this crazy thing called humility. Because, because 
it, it takes real humility to be able to say to somebody, this is really a hard moment for me. I wish my kid hadn't done that, and I wish he hadn't done it to your kid. And uh, I just want you to know I'm embarrassed by this. That takes a lot of humility. It's easier to just say, our kids will take care. They're, they're just kids. Yeah. But it's much harder to admit what's true about me in mm-hmm. the moment. And by the way, in that moment, if I ever get that much courage, I am modeling something amazing mm-hmm. for my child, mm-hmm. whether they're 6 or 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be- because what I'm doing there is I'm saying to the other person, I really care about you. Yeah. And and because I care about you, I'm going to trust you with the way I feel. Mm-hmm. And that that's a powerful, powerful modeling. Yeah. And we may, depending on our child, decide to say that off to the side without our children hearing right. or, you know. I think that's a great point because I want to get my child out of that situation without humiliating him. You're right. Simply so that whatever I have to say, he's not having five kids around and four right. parents yeah. around. And then there's that other step of just like in in forgiveness, I have to forgive before God yeah. before I can go yeah. to Roger, the one I offended. I have to somehow, because I harmed God yeah. in doing this, so I have to be able to teach Bobby privately, and this may be that evening in, in bed at home, to be able to say, kid, there's a way to be cleansed from what you did. And that's right now with Jesus. Right now, that cleansing power is yours so that he has the freedom to go back to his buddy and say, Absolutely. Can I tell you the other day, that was about me. And I want you to know, I I am sorry. And there may be something he can do to be able to say, you know what? I, I, I ruined your shirt. Uh, What can I do, man? Uh, so, So it's that beautiful process that, may not be able to happen on the playground, but can happen that Absolutely. evening. Yeah. And, and, and he goes back to his friend with these amazing words. Will you forgive me? Yeah. 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 In other words, will you forgive me? That's, that's the healing again of the relationship. And it, 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 there is humility in that sense of I, I do need your forgiveness because I need to have that relationship back with you, not just get past that's the right. event. That's exactly right. And going back to what we said, we, we make a statement in the book that objectivity, having objectivity is, is the most important thing in parenting as a Christian. Well, why do we say that? Well, in this, tying these two things together, without objectivity, I won't have the ability to wait to not embarrass my child. I won't have the ability to realize what's going on in me and my emotions as a parent when my child is doing this. Okay. I won't, I won't all these things. And so often when we think about the long view of our relationship yeah. with our child or our friends, we have to trust God and others enough to believe that we have some time to come back to them, to repent, as opposed to fixing the moment. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. So, as, as you guys know, I'm in the middle of a family, another family, not mine, thank God, but another family's crisis. And uh, we spent some significant amount of time giving them an opportunity to do what we're talking about today. And, oh, was it hard for them? Mm. Oh, I mean, it was like... They've never seen it modeled. Oh, exactly. Pulling teeth and demanding to be right and demanding to be heard. And no, no, this is a... David, you said it so well. This is something that has to be true about me and my trust of God. Can I trust God with what I've done? And can I trust God with what you've done to me? Or do I have to be right? 
do I have to let my anger or my disappointment or my shame define who I am? Mm-hmm. And and whether my my boy is seven or seventeen or or I'm seventy, uh, this dynamic never changes. One of the things we teach everywhere we go. These principles of repentance and forgiveness must never, ever, ever be misunderstood or misstated or, or minimized. There is no sin that I can do that can be done to me that does not need to be cleansed. Mm-hmm. None. And mm-hmm. so many of us are just bucking up and sucking it up. And then I witnessed this family terrorizing each other with their anger and disappointment and bitterness. And this this is why we talk about hope. Because when you lose hope, no matter what age you're at, you cannot have enough hope in Jesus to be able to deal with the things you've done to maybe your children or your friends. And that's why we keep saying on this podcast, no matter how much you've screwed it up, no matter how bad you feel, no matter how much you feel like someone else has done something, no matter what the circumstances, you you have so much hope because Jesus said that every single thing, yeah, you need me for that. Yeah. You, and and he agrees. And so we get to rest. We get to rest that he, he does find it that important that we need him Amen. in those things. So. We will see you next time on the True Face Podcast. Thank you guys for coming by. It's so, so encouraging to hear everywhere we go. People saying, man, I listen to you guys. And we just want to tell you, it means a lot to us. It certainly does. Yeah.